those two strong barbarian sides. Welcome to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Welsh coach Wayne Pavak was pleased with the victory over the barbarians. Scoring those 43 points is sort of a sign of some of the things that we want to do. Obviously, uh, we're going to tighten up our defence and we'll obviously have a very good look at that. Former coach Warren Gatland enjoyed the occasion coaching the Barbarians against Wales. I wanted an opportunity to say thank you so much to the fans and the Welsh public and to express my gratitude about how much I've enjoyed the last 12 years, in particular the last few years. Wales women's captain Sean Lillycrap credited the crowd with inspiring their second half fight back. As soon as that crowd started coming in and that roar got behind us, you've got another player on the pitch and, and that really goes a, a long way. Yes, defeat for us women against the Barbarians, but they grew as the game went on and it was an impressive autumn series for them. More later, but we'll start with the men's game between Wales and the Barbarians. Some interesting moments, not least the decision to take a penalty kick towards the end to ensure victory. Plenty of entertainment and maybe some early signs of what we can expect under new management. After the game, captain Justin Tipperick and first coach Wayne Pivak gave their thoughts to the Welsh press. Oh, look, it's fantastic from our point of view. The game itself, you know, we've had a week together now where we've put on some building blocks, really, for how we want to play in the Six Nations. So there's a lot of work gone on by the boys. There's a lot of learnings gone on. An opportunity for us all to meet. Someone like Justin here, I've only said day to and, and probably shaking his hand after a club game. So to spend the week together, uh, not only in the, on the training field, but in and around the environment has been fantastic. And I think to have the game at the end of it, we've learnt a lot. We'll go away and review that game now and see how uh, the boys fared. And then uh, that'll be information that goes in uh, ready for a selection of a Six Nations squad. You got a bit of a booing when you uh, went for goal at the end there. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I think... We probably had a boo in for a win, but then we probably had a worse boo win if we uh, drew the game. So um, I take that little boo in rather than the big boo win when we if we drew that game in the end. Very pleased to score forty three points. It's the first thing I'd want to say. You know, I thought twenty minutes after half time, we might have been thirty three seven. It was uh, looking pretty good, and we were pretty happy with where things were at. We made some changes, and there's a lot of reset scrums, and the game sort of stopped and started a little bit. And uh, we were obviously disappointed to concede some tries, and uh, but. Just happy to have got the win at the end of the day to walk away and and have something uh, to get our teeth into. Typical Barbarians game, yeah, gasping for air at, at times uh, with ball in playtime pretty high. But uh, yeah, we we ideally didn't want to see that many points. But when the game's going that fast and the way we're playing as well, it's uh, it's a pretty entertaining game. Well, the first thing we'll do is go away and review the game. Uh, have a look at the whole week, how guys were in the environment. We've learned a lot, as I say. Uh, it's been a valuable week. Also got a lot of guys that were watching the game from the grandstand and some well-known faces when they're, they're on the big screen got a bit of a roar. Those guys will look forward to coming back into the fold and obviously we've got some players playing outside of, of Wales as well to consider. So look, we'll have a look at it, assess it and um, I think this has uh, given us a lot more information. And Isley's first step opponent? It's a pretty good draw from our point of view. Certainly uh, another two weeks uh, to work with the players will be invaluable for us and hopefully we get off to a, a good winning start. Wayne, you said you wanted this game to kind of be out of the way, but talk to us about your journey into the stadium and a first for you on that experience. Yeah, I talked to a couple of the young players that we brought with us as well, you know, and, and they loved it. I loved it. It sort of rams home uh, how big this is going to be and to see all the people lying in the streets and for a Barbars match was tremendous and uh, the ride-in was certainly uh, an enjoyable one. 
He's done a lot of good work during the week with the guys. It's a lot of information to take on board in a few training sessions. So, you know, the opposition were in the same boat coming together for a week. Our boys obviously know each other a little bit better, so we've got an advantage there. So uh, scoring those 43 points is sort of a sign of some of the things that we want to do. Obviously, uh, we've got to tighten up our defence and we'll obviously have a very good look at that. The boys have been excellent. That's one of the things we talked about before the game, before leaving the hotel. We're, preparation I thought was very good. The guys put in a, a lot of effort. There was a lot of learning to, to be done. There's a lot of introductions, a lot of people meeting each other for the first time and getting to know each other. So I thought the boys had a, a tremendous week and I was just pleased for them that we're able to get a win today and get that match uh, behind us and now focus on the Six Nations. We've just talked briefly in the change room now around uh, the process and that uh, you know, obviously everyone, everyone will be reviewed in this particular performance and then obviously the club performances between now and the naming of the squad. There's some derbies coming up, they're going to be very, very important and just making sure that the players take away the messages from this week. We'll be speaking to the club coaches as well and, and giving them feedback once we've reviewed the performance. Fantastic team for Johnny McNichol scoring a, a try and showing what he can do. Yeah, you know, you talked about the, the ride in. I was talking to Johnny in the change room afterwards and he's uh, he's over the moon. He, he loved every every bit of it. Um, he's enjoyed the week and to cap it off and score a try, he's very, very happy. Where do you think the Barbarians, these sort of games, fit into national team schedule? For this particular uh, moment in time, it, it's been a perfect opponent, a perfect way for us to enter into our roles. So from that point of view, it, it couldn't have been better. Um, I think... Justin talked about there's a, there's a lot of ball movement, a lot of running in the games, and it's uh, I think it entertains the crowd, and I think there is a place for the Barbarians, definitely. Former Wales coach Warren Gatland took charge of the Barbarians, of course, assisted by former forwards coach Robin McBride. Afterwards, they too spoke to the Welsh press. It was brilliant. Um, a great opportunity for me and, and for Robin just to you know, just say thanks very much, and uh, love this week, love the time here in Wales, and it's been um, fantastic, and I've kind of had the closure for me which is after the World Cup and then uh, the new regime that's come in and uh, I want to wish them all the best and, and hopefully it was brilliant for them having that week together sort of building up for the Six Nations, thought they played well today and I think they would have learned a lot today, I think they would have learned a lot about you know they went out to be positive in terms of the way they, they want to play which I think is good and they'll, they'll take things out of that and then they'll, they'll learn about getting the balance right between playing and overplaying and just saying, you know, when we need to be smart about how they do things. So I thought they went out with the right intent and I enjoyed the last 15, 20 minutes sort of sort of not under any pressure thinking, oh, I know what's going on in their box. It was a bit of a squeaky bum time. So, um, and that's international rugby and welcome to that. And um, But a good start for them and delighted for the players and really hope they have a great Six Nations. Yeah, special occasion, you know. Great for the Leinster of releasing me this week. So Leo Cullen, rugby man, rugby decision at the end of the day, he realised how special it was. And it has been, you know, 12 years with the support staff. It was special, but not kind of emotional. I've sort of had that. I've had the emotion. I've had it in terms of knowing there was a finishing point and then looking forward to the next challenge and, and the next there. It was a day that I wanted to enjoy. It was not from uh, getting too... You know, emotional, but I just wanted to, to enjoy the occasion. I, I wanted an opportunity to say thank you so much to the fans and the Welsh public and and to express my gratitude about how much I've enjoyed the last 12 years, in particular the last few years. And they've been a special part of it. And this, this ground has been such a focal point in that, in terms of the games that we've won here and, and the crowd uh, getting us home in the last 15, 20 minutes and the atmosphere... 
So I really wanted to make sure I enjoyed today and, uh, and I had that opportunity um, to do that. It was great for Wales, but there was a competitive edge of me. I you know, was kind of thinking, and for Robin as well, you know, we wanted to go out there and, and win, and that's what sport's all about. You know, it's, it's about competing and winning, and we weren't able to do that, but it was a great game of rugby, and, and it was great to see you know, such a good crowd here too. It's been part of a, a special group of people who are really at the top of their game, and I've been very fortunate to be part of that for the last 12 years. Just repeated my sentiments in the change room to the players, you know, I've had my time, but I'm jealous of any play- of any coach who comes into it with those group of players. The potential they have uh, is fantastic. You need good players to make a good coach. Without doubt, you've got the raw materials, uh, as we saw there again today. Glad to see people like Ollie Griffiths getting back on there, Seb Davis, Leon Brown. They've got a, such a bright future ahead of them, so to be, to be part of that is going to be special. I thought uh, Thomas Williams was good today in the, in, in the first half. I was pleased for Jared Evans. I thought he played you know, the game in the World Cup warm-up. It wasn't the greatest... Game for him, he knows that, but I thought he played really well today and he's, he's learnt from that, he's gone away and he's worked on aspects of his game, so it was pleasing to see him from an attacking perspective and a, and a control perspective um, learn from that experience and that's what international rugby is about and when you play your first couple of games doing that and yeah, I thought you know, there was some good performances, an opportunity for, for Aaron Wainwright at eight and I thought he showed what quality player he's going to be in the future as well so you know whether he's at six seven or eight and they're lucky Wales in terms of the depth they've got and the, and the potential combinations they can put together so I enjoyed from opposition aspect looking at that. I really hope that the next 12 years are as special as the ones have just been because we've seen Alan Wynne Jones for instance who's been there right from the very beginning just the way that he's matured and uh, when you've got that peer group and you're in your squad of players, then it, it makes it so much easier. But the staff, they had a major part of playing it as well, for making, creating that environment, and uh, just very fortunate to be part of it. So being here today, for myself personally, to be able to play my part, small as it was, to uh, Gats, it's thanks for the last 12 years, really. It was a good way to sign off. I think if the game hadn't been there, it would have been a little bit open-ended, because Warren wouldn't be able to come back to Cardiff. So um, there's some great memories here in Cardiff, on the back of some good performances, good victories. So I thought it was very apt and a good way to just sign off. We had 20-odd family members came over and we had friends come down from London, which was brilliant. Some time when we were in Wasps and we had friends come from Ireland too. In fairness to the Welsh Rugby Union, they've been absolutely outstanding in terms of helping support us. They gave us a box on halfway and put that on. And for a lot of my family members, it was the first time they had been over here the whole time I'd been here in Wales. So I had my mother over and a couple of sisters and, and Trudy had... Um, cousins and aunts and uncles and my mum and dad as well so it was brilliant for them to experience what for me is still the best rugby stadium in the world and the atmosphere and the roof being closed and for me to get an opportunity just and, and Robin as well but me and myself in particular just say thank you so much for the last 12 years what I've experienced has been absolutely brilliant and um, I'm so in, indebted to Wales and the people of Wales for the opportunities that I that I've had, and and, and hopefully we've had a chance to put a, a smile on people's faces on on quite a few occasions, and being able to do that's been been pretty special. You're listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. It certainly has been. So that was the men. But what about the women who played first at the Principality Stadium? 
A good first-half performance from a strong Barbarian side saw them open up quite a lead. But Wales came back well in the second half and finished strongly in front of a crowd, which grew to 12,000-plus. One of the coaching team, Chris Horsman, and first number 8, Shuan Lillicrap, on whether she joined a long list of Wales captains with a tear in their eye during the national anthem. You probably did see a, a tear in my eye. Um, it's hard to maybe control your emotions at that point. You know, it's um, an honour to put on this jersey, never mind play in this stadium and play alongside your best mates, your family and, and your friends. And, um, you know, whenever we go out, we want to do that jersey proud and do the nation proud. So, yeah, it was a special moment for me and, yeah, a moment that I'll always, I'll always treasure and remember for the rest of my life. First half, there were, you know, there were a couple of defensive errors and... And I just think we didn't trust and back ourselves enough. So I, I said to them at half-time, I said, look, we're just going to go out and play a 40-minute game and just get back to what we've been doing over these last four games. And it wasn't just character that got scored in three tries and nil the bar bars in the second half. It was very good tactical awareness and some excellent rugby execution. As fantastic as the historical occasion was to be at the, at the stadium, and it was, I must say it was fantastic as the game went on to see the, the supporters coming in. That was great for the girls, and hopefully at the end, the supporters actually saw what we're about. It's massive. I think in the match they scored, there were seven new caps against a team made up of you know, some of the best players of the best nations in the world. So it shows that even with a young group, um, blood and strength and depth, we can certainly compete against the best in the world. But again, it's, it is part of a long-term strategy and a journey where we're going. Yeah, I hate that word journey, so it's quite cliche, but you know we've got 2021 with the World Cup. So I think it is about constantly improving and I just said to the girls at the beginning of the autumn campaign it's just a journey of continual improvement because it's not about going into the autumn series and winning five games it was about going into the autumn series with a couple of clear objectives one was to grow the depth of talent which I think we have done and two was to close the performance gaps with the best teams stroke best players in the world and I think today we certainly evidenced that. We show a lot of character and a lot of belief you know um if you look at our, maybe our games before, we've gone out first half and put in a great performance and then maybe taken our foot off the gas. It was flip opposite of that today. The message half-time from myself was clear, you know, let's concentrate on us and let's not try and play a barbarian style of rugby ourselves or worry about the occasion, let's worry about us. So I thought second half really showed some great character, some great belief and also showed some great rugby. You know, we got off the line indeed, we suffocated them. They didn't come away with anything that second half. And then we showed some great attacking plays as well. So what is exciting is when we can do that for 80 minutes, we're going to be very dangerous. So um, this campaign has been nothing but successful in, in my eyes and, and the players' eyes. Fundamentally, because you have to look at it from a female athlete's perspective. I suppose I'm quite lucky in a way that I've coached national 18s, 19s, 20s. So they're all different and they all have, you know, you work with a different cohort of player, a different type of player in terms of their development. But definitely around that female athlete and what it looks like, the environment looks like. You know, you can't just copy and paste because it doesn't work. It has to be unique for us, as in Welsh women's rugby. What works at under-20s international at the World Cup doesn't work at under-18s men. So again, you can't just take that. What it is, it's about pooling the sort of intellectual resources being comfortable to try different things. It's making us adaptable as coaches. So if we want adaptable players, we have to have adaptable staff and coaches. So again, you can't preach, I want adaptable players, I want players who can self-manage and, and self-resource. But if we're not prepared to do that as coaches, so I think credit to the performance department in, in terms of driving that. But yeah, very much a female athlete-centred. 
soon as that, that crowd started coming in and that roar and got behind us, you've got another player on the pitch and, and that really goes a, a long way. So, um, you know, we wanted to create memories, create good memories, and we wanted to put a stamp on what we're about that second half and show Wales and show the whole world really what path we're on and, and where we're going. And I think we did second half and... My message to the girls was when we come back in this changing room, we want to be able to look each other in the eye. And we all absolutely can. You know, we're, I'm absolutely proud of every single girl that wore that jersey today and stepped on that field. You know, we're all putting in the extra work, the extra, you know, training's been outstanding. We're digging deep and we want to work hard. We want it to be tough. We want to get better and better all the time. So what I will say is all those girls that have stepped up, you know, there were seven new caps this campaign who have, just recently had their caps on the pitch today. They've left something in that jersey, so they need to be proud of themselves. But we've got to keep going forward. We can't. We can't just stand still now. There's been a strategic review around the, the women's game, and I think that credit's got to go to Mike Phillips, uh, to Ryan Jones, and Charlie in terms of what they decided and in terms of the direction what we're doing. So it's multi-strand. Yes, it's about the Six Nations. It's 2021 and, and 2025, but it's also the seven strand that falls into that. So. It's very much looking about the women's game. I think with the pool of players we have and sort of the resources of coaching, we're going to look to do something quite different and quite exciting in terms of the 7s and the 15s, how we can sort of get a hybrid sort of programme that allows to service both those games with clear objectives around what we want to achieve with the 7s game, but also clear objectives around what we want to achieve in the, the Six Nations. But again, it's, it's kind of working back from 2021. We knew exactly from 2021 what we wanted from this autumn campaign. So a couple of things about depth and leadership, depth in player pool, closing the performance gap, raising expectations and standards amongst ourselves in, in around the environment. Obviously, we move into the Six Nations. Obviously, we don't leave that behind, but it's then there's a build on it. We'll have clear objectives around the Six Nations. Again, we'll review it, and, and the seven strand will come into that. And hopefully, more importantly, it'll be something really exciting for the girls. With Chris and Geraint coming in, it's added another lot of expertise to what we already had which is outstanding as players we want to continue to develop we want to continue to get better and having different voices and great coaches involved in in our setup is an absolute step in the right direction the other things that have, have helped us on this journey is the fair play martin phillips and and charlie and ryan uh, are now really behind our program and, and are driving the standards we've had other resources in sports psychology better medical support which goes a long long way and um you know, as players, when you feel cared about and looked after, you're going to step it up more and more. And as players, we want to keep on giving and returning these guys for you know everything that they're bringing to the table for us as players. There was a decent Welsh influence in the Barbarians team. Former Wales captain Rachel Taylor as assistant coach and former Wales player Dudkey Howell on the wing, scoring a superb try in the first half. Yeah, it was pretty special. Um, I haven't actually scored many tries in my career, so that was extra special. Um, I thought my legs weren't going to actually make it, and I think the coaches agree. <laughs> but I collapsed over the line, and uh, it was a special moment. It's been like a dream come true, to be honest. The week, the prep, the coaching, the sessions. It's just nice to live a, a professional rugby player week. You know, it's hard for the Welsh girls as well. They work full-time, train before work, train after. I count myself really lucky to live a full-time rugby player week, and it's been an absolute pleasure. The game sort of opened up. I know there was a lot of substitutions from both sides and I think um, it was the right thing that it did open up and I'm just glad that Wales sort of tried to play the Barbar's way as well so that we had a couple of different quirky tries. Um, 
can't believe Kira Bevan scored off that line out, but uh, my fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was good. I think it just you know that's what a Barbar's spirit and, and game is all about, and you know it's it was the right thing that they played that way as well. It's nice to see equality. You know the the way the team was announced, um, announcing the women's and the men's game at the same time. Getting a double header in the Principality Stadium is such a special event as well. And as women in rugby, we appreciate it. And, you know, it should happen more often as well. Obviously, I was part of the first team that played out in Munster, and that was incredible. And I think it was the start, but, you know, you've got to give the Barbarians Club the credit they deserve. They've tried to build on that success, every fixture they've played ever since. And it's basically just gathered momentum. And I think when I was offered, obviously, you, you mirror the historic events that had happened in the men's game, and that's why you wanted to be part of it. But now, you know... There's players that are creating historic moments for the women's game. And I think, you know, like Dudgie's try today, that'll be historic in Wales. And the reason why people want to play, Welsh players will want to play in that Barbados jersey. And it's those moments that's just going to build and build. Like some of the unions that have buyed in to, to release players, you know, we've, we have had a world-class rugby team to, to be a part of. So it's been an absolute pleasure. I think it's really important and they have that as well, you know, for players, you know, like when I was coming into my retirement or if you have a look at, you know, like your uncapped players in that team, as long as you... You stay true to the Barbar's spirit, I suppose, and that you give the right players the send-off they deserve at the right times, and players want that. You know, like, you look in the changing room now and there's girls from ten nations all absolutely loving life, and you just think that those moments, they're not created anywhere else in world rugby other than with the Barbarians. But I think, from our perspective as well, the actual being part of the whole Barbarians club, because we've been integrated with the men this week, we've done joint stuff together, and actually being part of the bigger club, not just... You know, it is very much about being called the club, isn't it? The men and women together, which is, which is quite special. So it's quite a day at the Principality Stadium and it's great to reflect on what's here. Much more next week on the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. But until then, goodbye.